Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, uh, this is Reba. Welcome to Rooted Deep Podcast, where Allison Hale, my dear buddy and friend, uh, down in the Dominican Republic, we get together every week to talk about what it looks like to stay grounded, really. Allison, I mean, it's, it's yeah. what does it look like for us to do life and do it well? Right. And I think so many people, when we use the word grounded or rooted, we, we obviously think of um, just more, I don't know, just kind of where you're from or, you know, you're mm-hmm. a little bit culturally. But um, when we, t- we've talked about this before, that it really is the word of God. And so many people that we've interviewed have, have brought it back to, listen, if I don't, if I don't get connected to the mm-hmm. branch or if I'm not rooted with, you know, um, with the, in, in where, where God wants me to be and right beside those living waters, that's, you know, that's, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make good decisions and it, it really affects everything. So I Absolutely. think that's why these, these conversations are so important. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we've been, we've really been diving in last week, we started a study on the book of James and we've been kind of diving in. So I guess it was actually the week before last, I think, because we're actually, I think into our third, our third session here on the book of James. So if you're listening and you're like, oh man, I just showed up to this podcast. What's going on here? Um, I would encourage you to go back and catch the intro and uh, the first half of chapter one, which we did last time. Um, Today, we're going to do James chapter one, the last half of the chapter. So this is what we always encourage you to do, because this is not just a our desire is not just to throw words at you. Our desire is that you um, take the time to learn what it is that God has specifically for you. So that means getting in the words yourself. And we're going to really find out today how important that, that really is. Um, so Allison, last time when we were in James, you know, James is uh, the half-brother of Jesus. He's, he is gone right in. And we talked about the fact that he's, he's talking about the fact of maturing in our faith and that everybody experiences trials and difficulties And we just have to have endurance Mm -hmm. um, and we have to have faith and trust in God. And if we don't, and if we doubt, we're going to be tossed all about like, like a, like a small boat on a big ocean in the middle of a storm. Um, And it's going to be rough. And that's kind of where we left off last time. That was last session in a 30 second soundbite. And maybe we could have done a 30 second podcast, but those just don't do as well. And Mm -hmm. if you're walking during, if you're walking or trying to get, something done right. while we're podcasting, the 30 second blurb is not going to do it. But yeah, and I've got to tell you, those just those few five or six verses that we ended with last week really helped me through the week mm. as I was thinking about it, because there are things that um, there, you know, and I shared this advice with several people about just la- you know, the wisdom that is available immediately about, yeah. you know, hey, this trial is not going to last, but you have to endure through it. Yep. Um, those those have things, and I really just a lot of times I was preaching to my own to my own little choir here. Uh, yeah, me myself and I. I was preaching to me this week about this, just because James again doesn't just say hey, doesn't just give the scriptural advice. He gives practical tools 
and, and maybe, and a little bit what it looks like. He gives a lot of pictures of what it's looking like. Mm -hmm. And we'll see this uh, later on today. He does a lot of, um, uh, metaphors and, yes. you know, and, and, and similes so we can see here's what it looks like practically. And I think that's yeah. what's so helpful about, oh, yeah. about the book of James. Oh, that's what I love about it because James says, okay, mm -hmm. go do, I want you to do this. This is what you should do. And then here's how you do it. Mm -hmm. This is what it looks like when you're doing it. This is looks yeah. like what it looks like when you're not doing it. Right. Um, yeah. And so we kind of dive into verse nine today and it, we start off, you know, in verse nine of chapter one. And again, he's talking, he's going to give us one of those kind of pictures. Okay. Yeah. And basically verses nine through 12 are going to kind of share, or actually verses nine through 11 are going to mm -hmm. just say, here's the bottom line. This life doesn't last long. Mm. So we've just been talking about trials and testing and endurance and, yeah. and going to God for wisdom and trusting God with our lives. And he says, look, this is the truth about life. Yeah. One, one person is exalted. Another person is humbled. The, the grass comes up, it, the sun scorches it, it withers. It almost kind of mm -hmm. sounds like Solomon writing Proverbs. You know, it has right. that yeah. feel to it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, here's the thing. Um, life moves through, everything perishes. And so therefore you need to have a clear understanding of what's important. Yeah, yeah. And what, yeah, what is eternal and have kind of an eternal picture yeah. because, and it's almost like he's saying, there is, like you said, there's this, the trials are happening, but please remember that, please remember that, um, that it, that the lit, this life is temporal and, and so keep your eye on the prize, keep your eye on the heavenly things because don't get distracted by, and, and going back to the, um, going back to the wavering and the wave of the sea, you can easily get distracted kind of like what Peter did when he was like, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ocean waves. There's a lot of things going yeah. on, but you can, um, but he's like, it is temporal. Why don't you, why don't you set yourself, set your affections on things above or think about the eternal, the eternal consequences and the eternal rewards of these trials that are happening in the temporary. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because it's true. There's just nothing in this world that's going to last except mm. what is anchored in Christ. Right. Everything yeah. else is not going to last. Yeah. So anything else that we, you know, and there's so many things, I mean, let's just be honest. Um, there's so many things that are of this world that mm. toss us, freak mm -hmm. us out, cause us to have anxiety, stress yeah. us out. And so much of it is really about this world. It, it's trying to hang on to grasp, to get yeah. to whatever that looks like. And, and, you know, and that's not just for the you know, person listening. I, that's for me too. You yeah. know, I can catch myself very easily trying to grasp or trying to get something. And I have to remind myself, wait a minute, mm. you know, it, I don't care how great it is. It's, yeah. it's going to pass away. Yeah. It, 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 you know, I don't care how brand new that car is. It's going to mm -hmm. get broken. I don't care. Yeah. You know, I, it doesn't matter. Um, and so getting that perspective in mm -hmm. place then allows us to step into verse 12, which he yeah. says, look, with that perspective in mind, Mm -hmm. blessed is the one who endures the trial yeah so he goes right back to where he was at he's like look mm -hmm. understanding that life is temporary and that and that this things of this life won't last then endure because there's a crown of life so now mm -hmm. he punches this alley he, he raises our heads up and says look to eternity mm -hmm. there's a crown of life that god's promised yeah. to people who love him 
So there's a there's something beyond yeah today. There's something better. There's something to endure for. And I yes. think um, I was listening. I was listening to a comedian the other day, just and I was thinking about his life. And he's a professed mm. atheist. Okay, and he's talking about it doesn't matter anyway. And I'm like, that is such a sad way to live because right. you live in this world which is not fun, which is mm. full of trials and tribulations. Sure. Um, and then at the end, it's like what. What and but the the promise that we have, and this is I think this promise is what keeps so many people rooted deep, especially mm. when we were talking about the women um in the decades, and we were yeah. talking about um especially when we were talking about people from like our age and up are already mm-hmm. kind of thinking, wow, it's it's going fast, it's gone fast, and it's mm. it's been a struggle, but I know um I know who who I know in whom I believe. Yep. And, and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that. Yep. And so that there's that, there's that crown and that, um, that reward. And so you're just like, you know what? It's just temporary. This too shall pass, but yeah. endure. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he's going to go right back. So this is the one thing he gives you these little words of encouragement. And then he goes right back to teaching yeah. you the practical thing that he wants you to know. And so he dives into verse 13 and he mm-hmm. says, understand, we, we need to get perspective on trials. Yeah. And I just think this is maybe one of the most premier uh, sections of scriptures that talk about trials, testings, mm-hmm. temptations. Take all these words, think mm-hmm. about them. One thing is a trial. One, one other thing, he's going to use these words interchangeably, like a trial mm-hmm. or a test or a temptation. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to see these words used interchangeably by him. And he says, look, when you're tempted, so let's read this verse. He says, no one undergoing a trial should say I'm being tempted by God since mm-hmm. God is not tempted by evil and he himself doesn't tempt anyone. Right. So first lesson, first rule of thumb we learn about testing and trials and temptations is that God is not tempting us, trying to get us to trap, to trap us, to fall into sin. Right. right. Exactly. And I think, and that's, that's very important to remember um, because and I think it's really important to talk to to people who we've talked to people before who've been discouraged. We've even talked to people in in more of a mental health struggle. And we know that when we get um, when we go through that trial, and we are so the temptation first of all is just to take our eyes off of who our yeah. our who's in our light, our presence, the the, the presence of the Lord. And right. as soon as you take your eyes away from that, yeah. Then there's temptation that enters. And so that's why I really feel like in James, the trial and the temptations are together. It's not a sin to go through a trial. Right. It, but, and, and so it, it even, it's even not a sin to just be sad and discouraged. And oh, right. this is hard. It's not a sin. But during that time, and this is during that time where you're lacking endurance, when you're, when you're flagging, all of a sudden, that's when you waver. Your eyes move mm. to something else. And then the temptation jumps in because, because you've taken your eyes off. And I think, I feel like that's why some, so many times that's why this, this, because they do come hand in hand because there's nothing uh, I've seen so many times where people get discouraged in the ministry. And then that leads to a temptation of sin. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's why James is going to say really pointed together. Where does it come from? Mm-hmm. So he's going to turn right around in the very next verse mm-hmm. in verse 14. And he says, each person is tempted when, yeah. okay, so he's going to spell it out for us. Yeah. If God doesn't tempt us with evil, if God is not the one who, you know, I think there's people who have a, a misconception of who God is, right? Yeah. So they're seeing God as this big ogre in the sky 
who mm. sits up there with lightning bolts in a bucket right next to his throne. And he's looking down over his children and he's like, okay, I'm going to tempt you with this and see what you do. And then the minute you do something wrong, I'm going to zap you with one of my right. lightning bolts. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that, and if that's your image or view of God, mm. then you really haven't messed up. And James is going to speak to you in just a minute. So hang on, because he is going to really show you a a very distinction between who God is and and who what evil is. But for right. So hold on to that thought. But then he's Mm -hmm. going to go on and say, no, no, no. Where does temptation come from? Well, it comes when we're drawn away. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is we're drawn away, which means we're like you said, Allie, we're connected with God in relationship. and, and, And all of a sudden we begin to be drawn away. There's something about it that we we're pulled away. There's a separation from him and us. And mm. then we're enticed. Yeah. Keyword. Okay. Mm. By our keyword own mm. um, evil right. desire. Okay. Yeah. So, so let's just get honest. <laughs> did the devil make you do it? No, <laughs> we did it. Right? right. I mean, you know, it, does the devil tempt us? Absolutely, mm-hmm. he does. And and mm-hmm. does he hope we fall? Absolutely. Yeah. But it's just like Eve standing in that point in the garden. Uh, I've thought many times when I've read that passage, why was Eve mm-hmm. in front of that tree? Yeah. That she couldn't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, why, maybe yeah. she was just cruising through the garden mm-hmm. and it happened to be right beside her. Mm-hmm. But I just wonder sometimes, was she standing there looking at it longingly? Mm-hmm. Was she? Was she gazing at it, knowing she wasn't allowed to have it, and wondering why? Yeah, and that was just a perfect moment for her doubts to be mm-hmm. to be expounded upon, and all of a sudden she falls into temptation. But the bottom right. line is this: the devil cannot make us choose to do wrong. Right. We choose to do wrong because we choose to do wrong, yeah. um, and so. I think that's a key for all of us, Allie, because we do want to say, well, the devil made me do it. Or, well, that wasn't fair. God put me in this bad situation. And and we want to blame everybody but the person in the mirror. Right, exactly. And I think we give give Satan so much credit for Mm. our own flesh um, because that, that we do have enemies. The world, yeah. the flesh, and the devil. And the flesh is a big one because we it live is. with it every day. And this is the one we have the eyes. We have the less of the flesh, the less of the eyes, and the pride of life. And those yep. are the things that are really, and that's how that's how the woman was tempted. That's how Jesus was tempted. Um, and that's that's how David was tempted. We see everything. It's like you're not yeah. where you're supposed to be. Your eyes, then all of a sudden, and there it goes. And and it and it gives you this. James gives us this right here. Here's what happens. He's not God. It's you. You stepped away from God. You took your eyes off God. And then all of a sudden you and your flesh decided, hey, (laughs) and you trust your flesh more than you trust God. No, you're absolutely right. You know, uh, Proverbs chapter one, Solomon tells us, hey, if, 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 if sinners or if people come to you and they entice you, he says, don't consent, don't be persuaded by them. And I love the way this one translation puts it. He, uh, He says, Proverbs tells his son, don't travel the road with them. Yeah, and I and I love that because it's like don't don't set your foot on their path mm-hmm. because their feet run to evil. So get out of there. Yeah, and yeah. um, I just think, man, that is such an important lesson for all of us to to know. And um, Sunday at church coinciding with this is just so incredible because Sunday at church, my pastor preached a message on temptation, Allie. And he gave this illustration that was so powerful. And I think he got it, he said, from Louis Giglio. So I don't think it started with him either. But he had three doors. 
Now he had a big size door. Okay. On the stage, a regular door, like you would see in your home. And then he had a regular size door cut in half. So it was a half door. Okay. And you saw these two doors and he talked about temptation. He says, you know, let's just pretend that, you know, your buddies call you and say, Hey, let's go do this thing. We're going to go And in, in your mind. You immediately know the last time I went with these guys, it was bad. Mm. It, it, I should, it, it did not turn out good. Yeah. Uh, it was a bad choice. Last time I went, I really shouldn't mm. go. And, and our pastor was like, right now you're standing at this big door. You can call and say, you know what? I'm so sorry. God, I've got plans. I've got, I can't, I'm not going to be able to be a part of that. Uh, you know, whatever. And he's like, you've got this big door of escape. Yeah. Right. Because God mm-hmm. says he always makes a way of escape. Yes. Right. Right. And that's in Corinthians, which is what mm-hmm. we were studying in church. So you've got this way of escape, but he says, you know what? A lot of us do is we're like, okay, well, all right. You know, what time are y'all going to be there? All right. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll come. And then he says, you walk in the door and here is a couple other people you didn't know were coming and they're yeah. worse than any of the people that were coming right. to begin with. Yeah. And you know, at this moment, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Now it's going to be harder. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to the half door. The little half door. Yeah. Now you're going to have, and he, he gets down on his knees and he crawls out of mm-hmm. this little half door. And he goes, you're going to have to humble yourself now. You're going to yeah. have to look at people that you're there with already. And yeah. you're going to have to say, guys, I'm really sorry. I got to go. And mm. now it's going to be much harder than it would have right. been to have said no to begin with. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, so he crawls through. Well, this is what none of us were expecting. He says, but you know what? This guy's like, no, no, it's okay. I'm just going to, I'll stay. And then yeah. things get really bad. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, you got to go. And he walks yeah. over to his, to his little, to his little table that he speaks from. And he, Pulls up this, so you can see it laying there, but you didn't know what it, Ali's got this little T-tiny door the size of yeah. your hand. Yeah. And he's like, now this is the size of your door of escape. Yeah. And he's like, every single time you had an opportunity and it gets mm. harder and harder and right. harder to say no and to get out of it. And now there's no yeah. way you're getting out of this without just totally yeah. doing hard things. Mm-hmm. And, and I just thought, that's a powerful illustration because I think God does make ways of escape. He's yes. not the one who tempts. He makes mm-hmm. the way of escape. Right. And so when we're tempted and when we go through a trial and when we go through hardship, James is like, look, yeah. you know, we, we've got to, um, we've got to realize that this falls on us. Yeah. And God gives us opportunities to get out of this. Mm-hmm. And so James paints this picture. Ooh, I mean, yeah. Uh, of just you know, rot. I mean, absolute rot. Yeah. It like starts. Here's yeah, how look it at, starts. I mean, look at Allison, yeah. look at 14 and 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the progression is okay. There's temptation. And then you're dr- the drawing away of the lust and entice. Then the lust has conceived it, bringing forth sin and sin. When it is finished, it's death. And it's just this. And, um, we had the other, uh, this past, um, this past week we had, um, uh, our Liberty social work group down here. And one of the girls what yeah. on the trip is her daughter, her, her, her father is the lead of casting crowns. And okay. she's actually the little, she's the little voice in this, in the, in that song, slow fade. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old song. That's her. Okay. And she was like, Oh, you know, I was five. And she was telling me, you know, she, it was just really funny. Um, and it's like, that song was in my head all week just because it's like, every time I was like, Oh, casting crowns. So fade. 
And, um, but that it's, it's true. It's just like, it's a very, it, there is a progression. It's not like, just like you said, just like your pastor was talking, it's not just jump in and jump out. Uh-uh. It's jump in. And then it gets, because at that Harder. time it just, there's, there's conception, there's intimacy. Um, because mm-hmm. that, the, the conceived word that, that means there, there was some intimate, you just really enjoyed that sin. And, you know, there's no other way to say it, you know, and then, yeah. and it brings forth or it births this, you know, and then again, it ends in death. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so you can see James is outlined this progression. So the key for us when dealing with temptation, James says, this is what you got to know. God's not the one tempting you. Mm-hmm. And you're the one who you, you have the choice. God will give you the ability because in first Corinthians, we've already seen God says, I yeah. promise I'll make a way of escape. Mm-hmm. So you're enticed by your own desire. And so it's at that moment then that we've got to turn away. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we can't stay here. We'd love to, we could do the whole podcast right here on these two yeah. verses, but, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you're struggling with today, whatever your temptation is, whatever, um, whatever your, your, you know, that is really coming at you right now. The first step there, we've got, got more steps to come, but the first step mm-hmm. is to get away from yeah. that temptation to mm-hmm. turn away. And, mm-hmm. and James is going to help us understand what it looks like to turn away in just a minute, but don't let it, don't brew on it. Yeah. Don't meditate on it. Don't mm-hmm. think about it because the more you think about wanting to do that thing, you know, you shouldn't mm-hmm. do, then all of a sudden that your mind and your heart and your emotions all engage. And all of a sudden, I think this mm-hmm. is what James is describing and it gives birth to sin. Yeah. And sin is going to, it's going to continue. And as that mm-hmm. sin continues in your life, it's going to, it's going to be the thing that's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. So James is really adamant on that and clear for us. So, all right, I get that. You know, I mean, thanks James. Yeah. I'm the problem, right? <laughs> okay. Um, so what do I do? Mm. Um, and before James tells us what to do, he, I think he's going to draw another one of these comparisons mm-hmm. to who God is to us, right. because this yeah. is so important because I'm not going to run to a God in the heart of my temptation if I don't understand who he is to me. Right. right. Yeah. And it's, it's like, he's already told us what God doesn't do. Yeah. Who God isn't. He's not right. that he's not the tempter. He's not the yeah. deceiver. He's not the waiting for you in the, in the wings to laugh at you when you fall. This no, he's not the liar, right? Yeah. He's not the liar. This is who he really is. And yeah. it is, he's the gift giver. He's the light bringer. He's the, I mean, just there, there's, he's the constant. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we just, he just talked about wavering on the sea and going back and forth tossed. And so he's like, no, here's who God is. That's yeah. what you, that's what your problems are. You your turning away causes you to be wavering. Your turning mm-hmm. away causes sin and death. God is constant. He is the father mm-hmm. of light. He is the giver of gifts. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. He says, don't be deceived. And, and so that means that there is a, there's a point of deception. The devil's trying to deceive us into thinking that God is not who he really is. And don't yeah. we know this about Eve? Isn't that the very yeah. first thing that devil attacked with Eve was, yeah. did God really say this? Yeah. And, and he's attacking the character of God. Mm-hmm. And so again, he's like, don't be deceived. Every good gift, where do good gifts come from? Perfect gifts, they come from yeah. God. What is God? He's the father of lights. He's not a father of darkness. He right. doesn't change. He's always, he's timeless. And so James says by his own choice, God chose, we choose sin. What did God choose? He chose to give us birth. So we just, James just talked about death. Okay. 
and yeah. and, 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 and a killing of our souls. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to say, look what God wants to do for us. Right. He wants to birth the word of truth so mm-hmm. that we would be, kind, be a kind of first fruits of his creature. He's like, look, God wants to birth in us good things. Yeah. And yeah. he and, and this is he wants to bring life and stability, what you said. So now he's gonna go into if we understand where temptation comes from and mm-hmm. how we get into it, now he's and, and who is the tempter and who is not. Now yeah. he's gonna talk about so how do you deal with it, right? So what does it look like? Yeah. What does it look like practically? Exactly. Yep. And I love the first fruits of his creatures because again, he always he glories in his creation. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we can be, because he's given us the tools, he's given us the escape route. We yep. can be his glory, but only from, only through his power, not through ours. There he's no. just like, yeah. James is like, Hey, just don't sin and let God do the rest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's no, absolutely. It. Absolutely. I, I love that. So, so we, so he dives into it and he says, okay, so what, what is it that's going to help us with temptation? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we take this passage and we disconnect it from the words that yeah. were before it, but yeah. we got to keep this thing connected in its thought and its flow. Everyone should be. I'm going to let you take this first because I don't, I don't want, I don't oh, want you don't this. like this first. Okay. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak. Yeah. I don't, I don't identify s- with that at all. <laughs> and slow to anger. There all right. Oh, yeah. All right. Now for human anger does yeah. not accomplish God's righteousness. Right. And, and I want to keep reading because I think these connect. Mm-hmm. Therefore, okay, so because of what he's just said, you ridding yourself of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, humbly receive the implanted word, which mm-hmm. is able to save your soul. So we get this really cool picture with all of these word pictures, but we get this really cool concept of, look, how do I deal with my own trials, temptations, and difficulties? Yeah. And the first one is one of the most practically difficult things James says in his whole yes. book. Yeah. Slow your roll. Right. Right. Just slow <laughs> it down. Yes. Listen. listen mm-hmm. And don't be quick to open your mouth and definitely don't be quick to get mad. Yeah. And, and I think he's just, he's speaking into all the things of our, these are all reactionary things, right, Allie? Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and it's all, and again, we've talked about emotions before being just, you know, um, and emotions again are not bad, but the actions from knowing how to react. And like you said, these are reactionary. And I don't know how many times I'm like, ah, why did I say that? Or why did I react that way? Or why did I show that anger and live in that anger really? Because it's like being continually just always, you know, just spoiling. For, yeah, um, no, exactly right. And I think many times we're just, we're quick to react mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to yeah. something, you know, yeah. something comes in our lives and we don't, um, stop. Right. We, we don't, okay, well, well wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Because I think if we did a lot of times, we would see the, we would see the fly in the ointment. We would see right. the problem with what we're thinking or doing. We would see that this is not true. Right. Yeah. But it's in that flash response, whether mm-hmm. it's I open my mouth and mm-hmm. I just flash words out or I my feelings erupt or, mm-hmm. you know, and I explode on somebody or whether I, I just don't listen. Or, yeah, I just refuse to yeah. listen. I am just mm-hmm. bent on my own way. Yeah. Or um, I make a decision in a re- in a rash moment of anger or hurt yeah. or just and then make a decision that does have consequences. Take Absolutely. a minute. Slow down. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what he's saying. Look, slow it down. Mm -hmm. Control. Don't react. Mm -hmm. Control your, your tongue, Mm -hmm. control your, 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 your emotions and stop and process this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because why? Well, when you do this, what's going to happen is you humbly receive. So if, if, if I don't do that, what do I do? Well, I humbly yeah. receive the implanted word, which is able to save my soul. Now, what in the heck does that mean? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Tell us what yeah. it means. Well, no, I just, no, I'm always cross-referencing in my mind. And first of all, if you are not memorizing scripture, this yeah. is one of the most important verses that tells you why it's so important mm-hmm. to memorize scripture. Because that, you know, the, the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul, wherewithal shall, shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed that Psalm, uh, Psalm 119, yeah. one of those, one of those verses, um, yes. nine, 10, 11, uh, you know, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed of the, uh, of the word of God. And, yep. and that's, I think so many times when we're reacting, we're the, whatever Bible verses that we have or whatever knowledge of God and knowledge of the yeah. scripture that we have goes right out the window because yep. we're acting in our own emotions and in our own flesh again, which always mm. leads to not good things. No, exactly. No, exactly right. And, and, and I just think, you know, we've got to go, well, well, wait a minute. This is, I'm unable to do this in and of my own flesh, in right. and of my own ability. Um, and I think that's where we train wreck. We're like, oh, well, you know, I just come from a long line of people who fly off the handle and I come mm. from a long line of people who get yeah. mad and kick trash cans. And I come from, well, you know what? We come from a long line of sinners and we know that, yeah. right? All yeah. the way from the garden, All we the way come from that long yeah. line. So, but what is, what does God want to do with us? Well, what he wants to do is he wants to change us into his image. And he wants to help us not to be tempted and tricked and lied to and deceived. So it's that Ephesians, you know, Paul talks about Ephesians about the only sword that we have is the mm. word of God. It's our only weapon that yeah. we actually fight with. Everything else is protection. So yeah. James is kind of leading it, leaning into the same thing. We, we have to humble ourselves and yeah. say, God, what, what do you have? What is the truth about this? And I think it's right. just stop and ask myself, wait a minute. Is this the truth? Is this yeah. true? Yeah. Is what I'm thinking true? Yeah. And that's, that's where, I mean, we can see it now because we can study Genesis and we can look at what the woman was dealing with mm-hmm. because that's even what Satan was saying is like, did he really? And all, I mean, she had to, for a minute, she just had to be like, well, he, he said this, but I trust him just to, I trust him, you know? And, and a lot of times we don't, it's that trust element that we're constantly talking about. Um, but did he really say it? And, and even I, I just spoke uh, a few months ago um, on John uh, 11, where where Jesus said to Martha, because Martha's like, listen, your brother, my brother's dead. If you had come yep. earlier, he wouldn't be. And yep. his phrase to her, and I loved his phrase, didn't I already say yep. this? You know, and, and, and it's like, didn't I say that I was going to protect you? Didn't I say that I was going to create a way for you out of here? Didn't mm-hmm. I say in my word to heed me that, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And all of these, didn't I say, and you can, you can come up with all of the things. In a, and, but again, I feel like that scripture memory portion, it's, it's so important because it's like, mm-hmm. you don't have time when you're emotional, you don't have time to sit there and you should, you should take the time to sit there and read a couple of chapters while you're calming down. But a yeah. lot of times it's those, it's those truths that you've learned for, through scripture memory, through Bible study, 
that in those moments of those reactionary moments or those moments of temptation, you're just like, Hey, hang on. You know, here's what the Bible says. Here's how the Bible promised that he was going to take care of this or this or this or this. Absolutely. And so I think for us, it's all of us, this is such good practical stuff. When we're in the heart of a temptation, Mm -hmm. when we feel that temptation coming on, what are we called to do? We're we're called to stop Mm -hmm. and we're, and we're called to think about what is truth. Yeah. And hopefully because we're, God says, I've given you my word and I, yeah. and, and it's this really cool picture of I'm going to plant it in you. So that's what Alex's mm-hmm. talking about. Mm-hmm. When I read the word of God and when I'm in scripture, please don't be reading your Bible to get an award at church check my, yeah. or to check off <laughs> check a box off. or right. because so God doesn't break your refrigerator. That is not the way it works. Okay. Um, the reason we read the word of God is because we need the truth that it gives us to guide our lives. Right. So whether you've got the verse perfectly memorized is irrelevant, yeah. but you know what the truth, the truth is. Yeah. And Eve knew the truth. What mm-hmm. did God say? You know, and, and what did the devil take God's words and twist it? And yeah. so we know, we know what the truth is. It's important that we know. It. And if you don't know it, let me just say this mm. right off the bat. If yeah. you're like, you know what? I've got this area in my life. I'm really being tempted in. I feel guilty sometimes that I'm doing it. And I just don't know if it's wrong or if it's not mm. wrong. Then here's what I'm going to tell you to do humbly keyword this is what james says yes and what that means is that you go to god's word with no agenda you're not Mm -hmm. looking for a verse that matches you're not looking for a verse that lets you do it (laughs) yes yeah going humbly going god show me if this is right i'll keep Mm -hmm. doing it if it's wrong and you want me to stop doing it i'll stop doing it just show me what to do right get in god's word and i believe you'll find the answers you're looking for yeah and again and he says that earlier if any man lack wisdom let let him him ask god let him out. And that's, uh, and I think that's so important. Um, and I, it's interesting that we're talking about scripture memory because in, isn't this the Bible study Reba that you have Bible verses that go along with this Bible study, your yeah. Bible study in James came with, comes with a, yeah. a packet of verses to memorize because it it's so important. It is. And we put it in a card format that you mm-hmm. get a little package so that you can take yeah. these really cool, pretty little cards. And you can stick them places. And yeah. we did it that way on purpose, whether you put it in your wallet or whether you stick yeah. it on a refrigerator or you put it in yeah. a mirror. About the whatever. size of a business card type type thing. Yeah, it's just yeah. slightly bigger than that. Mm-hmm. But it's what it's great for is just to be able to take a little, like a almost like a three by five card yeah. with, a, with a verse on it and to be able to say, okay, this is this area of my life that I mm-hmm. really need to drill down on. And, yeah. and the study itself is going to do the same thing. It's going to challenge you. Hey, memorize a verse because... Right. This mm-hmm. is what James is going to say next. Yeah. Now, when you, once you know what to do, mm-hmm. because you've got planted his word in you, now you know what to do, then be doers of the word and not yeah, only do it. Here. Right. <laughs> Just right? do it. And um, I love and, this. Go ahead. I love this. Because again, and, and uh, be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. Um, and that again, you're not living in truth, even if you read the Bible every day and you check it off and you move along, unless you're actually doing it, living it, applying it, then what's that knowledge going to do? You're still living in your own truth, which we all know that phrase, you know, I'm living in my own truth. Yeah, no, no, no. There's one, the truth, and it is God. And right. James is telling us who there he is. There is the truth. Is. There's not the your truth, truth yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. Big T truth. There you go. Yeah, uh, it's so true. So, you know, God says, look, you deceive. You're, again, here we are again at this crossroad. We're deceiving ourselves if we actually think that we can hear what God's word says, but not do it. And somehow we're going to be successful. 
Yeah. Uh, and because- this is this is where the meekness comes in. Because if I'm reading mm-hmm. the Bible and I think mm-hmm. I'm okay, I have nothing to change after I read the Bible, then that's that's pride. And that's it not is. helping. No, and that's why James uses this word humble yourself so many times. And he says mm-hmm. it in different ways and in different he uses different words, but the 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 message is always clearly the same. There is a humility. When it comes to temptation and trials, there's a humility that says this thing is going to overtake me okay. if something bigger than me doesn't yeah. come alongside of me yeah. and yes. work through me. Yes, exactly. There's a, and, there's a humbleness there because I can't do this on my own. Mm-hmm. And in both of our ministries, I think we've, um, w- you know, as we're, as we're moving through, especially toward recovery, mm-hmm. and as we're moving toward walking with other women in recovery, yeah. The celebrate recovery, those those 12 steps, that's the first thing. It's like accepting that I do not have, I knew, I know I have a problem and I do not, I can't live in denial anymore. I can't think that it's just me. I can handle, and I, and I was counseling somebody the other day and she's like, I don't feel like I really need recovery because I'm just going to do it all myself. And I'm like, that's been your problem for the last 20 years. You know, you (laughs) 20 years. So how's that going for you? (laughs) And what are you going to do differently this time? And who are you going to? And, and the, yep. the humbly admitting that I don't have the answers. I don't have the strength. I don't yeah. have the, the little T truth because that's what I'm living in. It's my own personal, my own personal uh, decisions, my own personal yeah. philosophies. And, and I have to look at something bigger. And, and there's nothing more humbling. I don't know about you, Ruba, but there's nothing more humbling about sitting in front of a bright mirror and a bright light and seeing and really looking at the flaws. I love that we have filters oh. these days on social media. I love that we have oh my a word. little bit like filters. And have you, and I don't know if you've ever seen this, it's on Snapchat. And it's like, you can look at half of your face with a filter and the other half without a filter. Have you tried that? Okay, see, okay, here's my problem. <laughs> I do not know how to use these filters. And I hear everybody talking about these filters and I see pictures that are like, ooh, she's got a filter. And I'm like, okay, where are these filters? I need right. one of these filters because- yeah. You know, I'm getting to the age now where my seat, my eyesight is not as good as it used to be. Mm. And so probably, best. Make, probably makeup or whatever, but you know, you get one of those mirrors that is mm. multiplication, you know, magnifying it, magnified lights, mirror. Yeah. and you suddenly lean into that thing and you're like, oh my word, yeah. where did all these wrinkles come from? Where yeah. did all of, you know, and Full you spots. do, yeah. you suddenly, you see these little, these little flaws on our face these little mm-hmm. these little things you know and james is like look what you know what kind of person goes up to a mirror and and he doesn't james doesn't say and has to flip it to magnification 47 yeah, yeah. <laughs> the flaws james is like you just look in this mirror mm-hmm. and you see there's junk all over your yeah. face what kind of person looks at his face in that mirror, sees there's junk all over himself, and then just walks away and does nothing about what he sees. That's what people do when they're reading the Bible for a checklist. I'm not saying don't read the Bible. I'm saying that's the Bible. The word of God is our mirror that says, that's what you need to change there. Move that, adjust that, 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 do all of those things. It is a mirror. And, and, and what's the point of even going to the mirror? If you're just like, okay, I'm, you know, I, yeah, I've got some mud on my face. I've got some things in my teeth. My hair's all a mess. I'll just, I'll just continue on my day. Exactly. And I think there's people that say, well, you know, God, God's going to, God's not going to, he's not going to be upset about this, or this is not that big of a deal because what we do is we compare our sin mm-hmm. to somebody else's sin. And what we think right. is that somehow there's this sin scale Yeah. and 
and that God's got a scale in heaven and he's looking at our scale and going, well, her sin, it's not as bad as, oh, this other person's, wow, theirs is much heavier. So somehow God's going to be okay with us and not okay with him. And that's just not the way it works. Um, And we're living lives that are unfulfilled, no joy, all struggle, tossed. James describes it. We are tossed about like crazy people and we're wondering how do we get out of this 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 tumble dry setting here mm-hmm. and what we don't realize is god has said i've got the way out of this i've got yeah. the way to stability to joy to peace i've got the way to solidness and get you through these temptations mm-hmm. but you have got to humble yourself and do what i tell you to do and yeah. so what does he tell us to do well verse 25 tells us mm-hmm. look intently yeah okay so he's just said looking into this mirror now mm-hmm. he says, now look he's like magnify it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look intently into the perfect law of mm-hmm. liberty or of freedom. Okay. So what is it? I mean, it's like the Bible. Look yeah. intently into God's word and its mm-hmm. truth. And don't forget, be not a forgetful yeah. hearer, but a doer. And you're this person, Allie, this is statement is massive. Mm-hmm. This person will be blessed in what he does. Yeah. Yeah, there's your fruit. There's that, again, bringing John 15 over into this and abiding in, if, I, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, there it is. Um, you, you will bear much fruit. But I, I even love, instead of just saying, oh, look to the word of God, he's talking about the law of liberty. Why? Because there's so much freedom, freedom. in living God's way. There is. There's that big old door that you were talking about earlier. You no, got absolutely. room to move within that, you know, in that law of liberty instead of being like, and, you know, that um, just just think. And, and there's so much freedom and obedience. And I think people get mm. so confused because we're talking about being a doer of the work. There's so much freedom and obedience because then you're just like your 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 responses are more are, are correct. Your decision making is more correct. You know, absolutely. you're not you haven't hemmed yourself into a lie. You haven't hemmed yourself yeah. into your own image. Of that you're trying to protect. There's so much image. There's so much liberty and obedience. Oh no, you know, speaking to college students and 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 even high school students for for so much of my lifetime, it's always fun because they're always so honest. You know, they'll come up to you and say, "Okay, hey, so like, okay, I know I can't have sex before I get married, but like, mm-hmm. how far can I go?" Yeah. And what they want to know is where is this? Where is this boundary line? Where is this moment? That I, how far can I get up to without crossing the sin line? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to me, and I always give them this illustration. It's like walking into a room, and, and I'm standing against the wall doing jumping jacks, mm-hmm. and I'm my arm is smacking against the wall, and and I've got blood oozing down one arm, and 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 I, it looks like maybe I've I've damaged my arm, and you know, and you're like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, well, I'm just doing jumping jacks, you know. And they're like, well, why don't you get into the middle of the room to do those jumping jacks? And I move to the, the further I get away from the wall, the more freedom I have to move and to do what I want to do. And that is like, oh yeah, common sense, Reba. But I think we have the opposite, just like these yeah. young people, they have the opposite feeling. It's like, okay, where's that? Where's the no line? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to right. get right up next to that. And that's where I think I have the freedom. And that they'll even mm-hmm. use that word. Hey, I'm, I'm liberty in Christ. I yeah. go all the way up to this line. But the closer you get to that line, the less freedom you have and the less and less mm-hmm. freedom you have. And yeah. I think understanding that mm-hmm. is a key understanding for us. It, it, God does not give us these these guidelines in scripture to ruin our lives. He yeah. gives them to us to save our lives. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, that obedience, um, the, the obedience aspect does sound so restrictive, but even if you think of a balcony, if you're out on a balcony <laughs> and there's no fence, 
you're going to stay as far, as far away from the edge as you can because you're like, oh, hey, you know what I'm saying? But you can move around, like you said, that you can move yeah. around when there when there is and you know, hey, there's there's a border here. There's I've got room to move. But if I'm on a balcony that doesn't have an edge, I'm going to, you know, it's if I try to get as close to the edge as I want to, then that's going to be dangerous. Yeah, and no. so, um, yeah, you know, absolutely. those and um, and but again, here we go back to and this is why I, I'm not a big fan of James, because here he goes talking again about if we're if we're going um, in verse 26, we're talking about the blessings. And so you're like, yay, there's freedom and obedience. And then the next the next verse is like, so stop talking. So just be quiet. You know what I'm saying? It's like bridle your tongue. Don't say what you're thinking. And I'm like, oh, man, but I like saying what I'm thinking, James. That's that's freedom. No, no, right. no, no, no. You're going to yeah. cause yourself a problem. Well, yeah, you know, and I think also, too, you know, he's just kind of come into this being a hearer of the word, being a doer of the word. And and, and I think he, he's speaking in now to if anyone thinks he's religious without controlling yeah. his tongue, his religion yeah. is useless. And, and he right. uses this word religion. Um, I think you're you're going through the traditional motions mm-hmm. of uh, of a, a set religious mm-hmm. guidelines. Right. So you think, and I think James is talking to these Jewish people, obviously as he's writing to, this really can hit for us. You know, if you think somehow that you're, you've got your act together and God is going to bless you Mm -hmm. and yet you're over here and you can't do these things. You can't control your own tongue. You can't shut your mouth and be quiet. As I've just said, and and do what you're supposed to do and humble yourself and, and be slow to anger. If you can't do these things. Okay. Then here's the thing. You deceive yourself. You're not as religious as you think you are. Um, You're not as right with God as you think you are. Um, Because there were a lot of people who were reading this letter for the very first time in Mm -hmm. James culture. Mm -hmm who thought they were very religious. Yeah. They and were doing all the right things. Yeah. Were, and yet their lives were mm-hmm. filled with sin. And James yeah. says, they don't go together. Mm-hmm. They just don't go together. And I think a lot of us think, oh, okay, well, I'll just show up to church on Sunday. I'll throw a couple bucks in the offering plate and I will, I'll do something kind mm-hmm. for um, the homeless person that I passed yeah. And I'll throw a couple dollars his way. Mm-hmm. And somehow that is going to buy me yeah. favor with God. Right. And somehow, and James says, wait a minute. This is not about a religious group of mm-hmm. activities. This is about who you are on the inside of your heart. Mm-hmm. And think um, about all of the, think about, you know, with a tongue specifically, we can talk about being re- reactionary and, and, and talking in anger. We can talk about gossip. We yeah. can talk about critical, uh, yeah. a critical voice, a critical speech. There's so many ways that our tongue, our mouth, our speech mm-hmm. um, is sinful. And it's all, I mean, we can justify it, whether it's a prayer request. I don't, you know, oh, let me pray, you know, pray for this person. Cause you know, you know, she's pregnant, you know, and right, you start right. gossiping. Um, and so it, there's so many ways that our tongue should be bridled. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we're living, we, and I, I think of, so many times I think of church ladies, I think of my own life and I think of just a gossip or a critical spirit that we have, you know, mm. or even just a, one little, um, one little, well, I'm not in charge. You know what I'm saying? And so right. you're like, oh, and yeah, that, yeah, with, yeah. that is such a loaded, that is such a loaded <laughs> phrase. Little statement, right? Yeah. Or little statement that shows number one, but there's pride in that. And, and James addresses pride so much because um, throughout this. And it's like, if you really think you're doing, let's start first with the tongue. 
because everybody else is like, I'm not out there doing this and doing that. Yeah, but right. what's your, I haven't killed anybody, right? Right. Yeah, but mm-hmm. how's your speech? You know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because I think this is kind of what he's been talking to. He said it slow to speak, quick to listen. He, he's talked about this anger. He's yeah. talked about so many of these things as he's moved through here, doing yeah. the word. And there's just a real emphasis on not talk. Talk is cheap. We, we say yeah. that expression all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anybody can talk a talk. Right. And anybody can talk about being religious. Uh, if you've grown up in, in a Christian mm-hmm. culture, you can talk the talk all day long. Yeah. Yeah. But James is stressing to us, look, here's the deal. It's time not to, it's time to, to put up mm-hmm. and shut up, right? Yeah. It's yeah. time, stop talking about who you are. Stop, mm-hmm. stop talking about what God's word says. And let's yeah. actually do what God's word says. And then instead of just going through a religional, religious ritualism and yeah. just pretending and having this facade on the outside and being deceived about who we really are he says then pure and undefiled religion before god what does it look like to really yeah. worship god mm-hmm. okay you want to talk about worship you want to talk about worshiping god mm-hmm. so like, what does it really look like to worship god yeah. he says this is really what it looks like if you really want yeah. to follow god this is it. Look after orphans and widows in their distress and keep oneself unstrained from the world. Now mm-hmm. you're like, that's so bizarre. Why, where is James right. just picking these things to say? Yeah. But I think two things would be implied here. One is that I think the people he was writing to in his current day, they were really great about throwing out platitudes of what should mm-hmm. be done. Yeah. But it was known in the church that they were not doing right by yeah. The, the tasks they were giving him because it was mm-hmm. going to cost them money and they were keeping yeah. the money. They didn't want to spend right. money. So they yeah. weren't taking care of the orphans and they weren't taking care mm-hmm. of the widows like they should. So we understand that there was a, a, a hoarding, a little bit of a, a personal step into this, mm-hmm. but also he says, also keep oneself unstained from the world. So he's mm-hmm. going back to what he said before. So, you know, this is pure religion, Allie. Mm-hmm. Pure religion is humbly giving of ourselves, mm-hmm. serving others mm-hmm. serving those who can give us nothing back right. in return yeah. mm-hmm. and and keeping ourselves unstained from the world and how in right. the world do we do that well we do yeah. this by being a hearer of the word mm-hmm. and a doer of the word and yeah. not just sitting back and saying i think i got a better plan well so much of this that's so good because so much of this is talking about people you know if you really want your religion because they were, and, and mm-hmm. so many of us are so prideful about whether it's our, what we look like now or what we're doing now. And, and this last verse is almost like disappear mm-hmm. into who, to who you are. Yeah. It's, it's behind the scenes, real work. Don't yeah. say all of the stuff you're doing. Keep your mouth shut, serve the least of these Mm-hmm. And keep yourself away from the world. In other words, disappear to who you are and who you think you are mm-hmm. and, and let Christ, who is the father of lights, let him shine through. Oh, yeah. And, and I just think there's, there are just so many powerful, powerful, powerful statements here mm-hmm. um, that we can just absorb so many great questions we can ask ourselves. But, you know, as we kind of wind this thing up, I just want to ask us a couple of questions. This is just great for all of us. Are there areas of our life right now that we're struggling with with temptation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are they? Yeah. You need to know what you're fighting in order to fight it. Yeah. So what are they? I would encourage you go through, write those down and go through mm-hmm. God's word and find a verse or a set of verses that speaks in to the struggle you're having. Mm-hmm. And when you get tempted in that area, 
quickly turn your minds and your hearts to the verse that you memorize or to the yes. verse that you yeah. have on the card or the one you have on your phone or whatever. So temptation comes. What am I going to do? I'm going to the truth. What is the truth? The truth is this verse. And that doesn't matter if it's a way you feel or a thing you want to do or a way you're thinking or a lie you're believing or any or any of those things get you some rock solid verses right. on those yeah. areas. And that's how we fight. Right. And and don't and don't fear it. You don't right. um, don't justify it. Don't, you know, just humbly ask and, and then say, OK, Lord, I, I need your help in this because I'm, I'm this is what I'm struggling with. And I don't know how to get out of it or I don't know yep. how to not, you know, I need to help. I need your help. And because you're not going to be able to do it on your own. And I and and the other thing is, if you need an accountability partner, this would be the time to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Good James God. is going to talk about that later, too. He is. He is. And he, he's going to repeat this. We're going to find that James is going to repeat the themes that he sets forward. He's going to repeat them over and over and over and over again. That's probably why it's funny, because it's like it's like Gary. Because, you know, I don't know if you've talked to my husband, it, but he's like. He talks about something and then he circles back around and he says it again. We're like, yeah, we got it. He circles back around and he says it again. And it's the same thing with James. It's yeah, that's probably why I'm kind of like, oh, I, I understand James a little bit more because he talks like Gary. Well, you know, and, and the thing is, and, and science teaches us this, that we we rarely get it the first time and we don't yeah, necessarily exactly. get it the second time. And sometimes we don't even get it the third time. Right. And so it, James is going to say this in a multitude of ways mm -hmm. and he's going to say it in many different things. But the whole thing is, here's got here's what you got to know. Yeah. God is not tempting you with evil. That's the yeah. devil. Yeah. God is father of light. He gave the word of God so that we could live a life and endure temptation. And so that we could come out on the other side of it, healthy and whole and who mm -hmm. he is. And he says, look, you're blessed. If you will humble yourself, endure the trial, flee from the temptation. And you're blessed if you'll be a doer of the word and not just a hearer of the word. And you're blessed. If you will, if you will look into God's word and really find out the truth about what I have, these, these are all things that will make you blessed. Yeah. And then, then you just go, we go out and we live our lives in that mm -hmm. way. So man, if you're, if you're there this morning or this afternoon, whenever this evening, whenever you're listening to this podcast, um, I want you to kind of grab a hold of this thing yeah. because here's the deal. And we're going to close with this, Allie. We're, we can, we can end this podcast doing the very thing we've just said not to do. Mm. We heard it. Yeah. That was good. That was good. Oh, that stepped on my toes. Mm -hmm. Right. And now I down. just go, I just go back to write what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And if you want something different, mm -hmm. you've got to do something different. Exactly. Exactly. And if it, if that's something different is, memorizing scripture if that's something different is mm -hmm. just reading a lesser portion but reading it prayerfully to say god show me amen. what i need to change that's that's what you need that's where you need to, to focus amen and so we all need to fight this so listen mm -hmm. you are not in a boat by yourself obviously james was writing to a whole group of people who needed to hear his words he was and talking to a whole group of good people too of it's great not people. <laughs> yeah and here we are again um, and, and we're still reading the words of James and mm -hmm. we're still needing these words to be ever timeless truths in our lives. So let's get serious. Yeah. Uh, because God is serious. There's a, there's a spiral here. That's destruction for us if we don't do this. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it's time that we all got serious and temptation is a big deal. 
and let's let let's address it and deal with it in our own lives and let's let God do what he can only what he can do in our lives. So it's exciting okay. stuff. Uh, don't be discouraged. This is good stuff. Come back next time and we're going to dive into James chapter two. Uh, I can't tell you it's going to get much easier, but I can tell you it's good. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. All right. Well, we'll see you next time on Rooted Deep. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.